I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and a very warm yet slightly late welcome back to your 13th, 14th, or 15th favorite reality TV recap podcast. My name is Michelle. I'm Robin. And we are a monogamous, Mm -hmm. Uh transatlantic, Anglo-American, cisgender, Mm -hmm. heterosexual Mm -hmm. couple. Yeah. If you are all of those things or none of those things, you are welcome to this very broad church slash podcast. We love everyone, which is the reason why we're not <laughs> covering the rest of Toe right yeah. now. Yeah, that is the main reason. Uh, it's hard when um, <laughs> you have a rosy outlook on life and you're like, hey, just be kind to yourself and, you know, and... I think I'm turning into a hippie in my old age. And then I see something like Toe and I'm like, oh, the world is actually fueled by demonic hate demons. Okay, good. (laughs) We'll get to that in a moment, but that is part of our housekeeping. If you're new to the show, which you might be, because we have a very exciting collaboration coming up, which we are recording tomorrow with Ace and Caitlin of the inimitable... (laughs) Fabulous podcast, Sister Wives, colon, Love Should Be Multiplied, Not Divided now, when podcast. You say, yeah, when you say inimitable, uh-huh. that doesn't mean that you and I don't take most of their tropes. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're watching Sister Wives, we basically do all of their in-jokes. It's true. We are careful not to do any of it when we cover the show ourselves. Right. But their in-jokes are primo delicioso and impossible not to imitate yes yeah um the humor's a little blue so blue 
at times, yep. they can pull it off. Yeah. Because they're fantastic people. We could never do jokes like that. So even if you don't listen to uh, or watch Sister Wise or listen to the Fundy Bells or anything like that, do tune in for that one because they're hilarious and we love them. And hopefully it will be a good combination. Our um, professor... In- insightful, right. Our, yeah. <laughs> our professor of midwifery uh, amanda lifnack raydell will also be joining us for that um we are going to be recapping i believe it's season two episode seven or eight sister wives in holiday crisis so that's our first bit of <laughs> of holiday cheer is the episode actually called sister wives in holiday they don't have episode yeah they do have episode titles they do is the episode called in holiday crisis i look the season numbers and episode numbers are different here uh, in the UK than they are in the US. Okay. So I could have that completely wrong. I'm going to call it What a Snowballs Up. Does that work? No. Yeah, but that's not really something Americans say. Ah. Then I'm not. That's all right. Um, so that's the first bit of holiday delight for you. On our Patreon, you will get... Now, obviously, Plathville is done. Um, We are going to quickly cover the latest episode of Sister Wives at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, So no Fundy Bus this week. No Fundy Bus this week, uh, but we are going... They're on strike. The Fundy Buses? (laughs) Yeah, the the entire transport network. Um, It's it's brutal. It's brutal. Um, If you join our Patreon this month, patreon.com slash Blighty Day, Blighty is spelled B-L-I-G-H-T-Y, then you will get not one, but two, no, not two, but three (laughs) holiday specials. You'll get the the collab with uh, Ace and Caitlin, which everyone's getting. That's we're not doing that as a Patreon exclusive because it's too good not to share. Yeah. If you're on the Patreon, you will get uh, we are recapping the holiday, the 2006 film with Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. They're not doing the recap with us. Um, they're in the movie. I should probably make that clear right. in case, you know, that would be a pretty big get for for us um, next year. We are also going to do a random, vaguely British-themed, or strongly British-themed, but I can almost assure you it won't have been filmed in England or had any input from British writers. Yeah, it's going to be a bunch of people in Vancouver <laughs> going, oh, um, but we're having gonna... romantic comedy sex with each other. Well, probably not sex because it's Hallmark Christmas movies. They don't really... Oh, you don't see the director's cuts, I see. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Well, I guess it's that. What's that rule? Is it rule number 37? That yeah. if there's a... If there's somewhere a on the internet. Had, somewhere yeah, yeah. there's Someone's a porno done. for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. That's all the housekeeping. So no Fundy Bus going forward. We're also not recapping the toe reunions i know we didn't get the toe finale out on time i'm sorry about that there is too much going on i know you all have too much going on as well i'm not saying that for sympathy i'm just you know offering an explanation now we did think about doing the reunions and we did watch um but toxicity can only go so far right yeah Yeah. i look i'm doing some 
some serious trauma work and therapy, and I just... <laughs> it's a lot. I don't know why. I don't know why I take it so personally or why something, it bothers me so much. It's, but... something, it's just the reunions. And, and I mean, look, I'll, I'll just say really quickly now, they, they never used to be this way, but they are now like the worst bits of Springer. Yeah, right? I agree. I kind of expect a sort of a burly ball guy to run onto the set every once in a while and pull people apart. It's, I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're going for. This new thing of inviting kind of vintage people who've got I hate that. no fucking perspective whatsoever. Like, thanks, irrelevant. Like, <laughs> there is no reason for you to chip in and die with your stupid opinions here. They're not welcome, you know, in any way whatsoever. Actually, it's it's your favorite, Tim, who has the worst takes, Tim, in my opinion. Tim has some seriously misogynistic takes, I've noticed. Yeah, and yeah. I could, I could live without him. I think you. that's the. I think that's now. The... I'm excited. I will to say, I'm excited for single life. Yeah, me too. Super excited. I'm not saying that everyone that's been on the show before can bugger off. It's just like I really don't need this fake drama and fake conflict. Like people going in, like you know, the interviews in the cabs on the way, going, "Yeah, I'm really gonna bring it." For this. It's like, oh, gross. No, I really don't need to hear these other former cast members or current you know franchise members i i don't know i need to know what they all think of each other that's my job and i do it better than you <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks but, but they already have a whole show devoted to that called pillow talk I, yeah. what i'm saying is they don't need to be which i've never watched but i understand some people enjoy and that's fine yeah I don't need them to be in dialogue with each other. But it's not dialogue. It's it's fake conflict. That's the thing. I mean, if they genuinely had insightful things to say, then it would be a fairly dull podcast, right? Because just... they can't make any, like, good fun dick jokes. But without any of that, it's just nasty. It, it just, yeah, absolutely. It just feels so overtly personal and mm -hmm. pointed mm -hmm. and nasty and and there's something about this cast too that just has so many broken birds yeah and when you see them attack each other it's like when it's like i i've never seen this happen but i'm told that <laughs> hamsters sorry trigger warning hamsters oh, no. eat their babies oh i just don't want to i just don't want to i don't want to see, see someone eating holly right i, I just broken. don't i don't think it's a level playing field yeah it's not fun and it's not fun no. when people are sort of well anyway we're not covering it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> there we were just doing it what are we talking about now we are talking about the very very latest episode of 90 day fiance uh season 10 episode 10 for better or for worse I'm just warning you now, when they get to Till Death Us Do Part, and they call it Till Death Do Us Part, or the other way around. I can't even remember which one's right now. God damn it. I get cross whenever people get it wrong, and now I can't remember. But I'll get cross now. I'm, I'm sure they're both right. When, no, they're what not. What if that happened? What, for them both to be right? Yeah, what if they were both right? No, it's one way or the other. It's Till Death Us Do Part. This is the most... It annoys me. It's the stupidest hill to die on. <laughs> Who cares? Ah, me. All right. Um, 
Who do you want to talk about first? You choose. Dealer's choice. Okay. So I had hoped (laughs) that we were done with Nob and Sophie. I hoped that we were done with them three episodes ago. And yet they persist. Yeah. So in the Living Dead movies, like Night of the Living Dead and all those, you know, those classic, it was Romero did the Living Dead, right? I always confuse it with the Evil Dead. But yeah, yeah. You know how, like, over the course of the films, like, the the zombies do start to learn? (laughs) You know, they start to sort of have residual memories. Some of them, like, by the latter films, they're actually sort of working. They're, like, constructed zombie members of society. Yeah, because it's a metaphor for late-stage capitalism. Yeah. 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 Um, These are zombies that every single time you think they're dead, they come back. And unlike (laughs) those films, they're not learning. (laughs) They are still just staggering around going... Ring, ring. <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty dismal. It is. Um, I'm really uncomfortable talking about another person's sexuality, especially yeah, when it's played out in Sophie this is. way. I bite. I bite. I bite. Um, so basically, the. <laughs> The fear for Rob, in his own words, is is that in five to ten years, she's going to, quote, pop up and fuck some woman. Right. That's unquote. how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Is which... that what pop-up stores are? <laughs> I should visit pop-up stores more. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Okay. I don't know. I might be one of the only remaining non-sexually fluid in the world. And that's not, you know, a point of pride for me. But I just, I don't see how it stands to reason that being bisexual would make you want to, make you more likely to cheat on someone. No. In the same way that if you're heterosexual, you're not going to want to sleep with other men. And she makes this very point now he goes for the tried and tested um hateful perspective that you find you know people that are prejudiced and misogynistic will always say which is oh you're abandoning the chance to explore something you're going to want to explore it you're denying a part of you and it's like it doesn't work that way it can work that way but if it was gonna work that way she'd be asking for an open relationship now the only problem, the only problem with this is, I think she is. I would be asking she, for that too at 23 years old. But this is the whole thing. This is why they shouldn't be getting married regardless. Whether or not she's fucked a woman, that's the thing. She is not ready to tie her life down to this guy. And I think the bisexuality thing, in some ways, even if it's like subconscious, it's like an escape parachute from Rob the Knob. Yeah. But I don't think she's being candid about it. That and and so inevitably, because she's not candid about it, he goes to the place we knew he would get like of all the possible ways to receive that news, there was only ever gonna be one outcome for this dickhead, right? Yeah. He was always gonna go there. And then the hilarious, well, if you get to fuck another woman, I get to fuck her too. Because, again, that's all he wants. Oh, I hadn't realized it was the same woman. Yeah. I thought it was just... So this other... Yeah, there's ways of angling for a threesome, dude. And (laughs) aggressively sulking probably isn't it. 
I still, and I'm sorry, y'all, to hammer the same points again and again. I don't understand why they're together in the first place. I don't see any affection between them. I don't see... I, I don't even see codependency, like an no. unhealthy attachment or a neediness between them. No, I, I feel I just that see each two of them will be super miserable. happy, yeah, like to be in different places. I feel they're only on camera together when they have to film. There's nothing. I don't even see sexual chemistry. No, none at all. Nothing. Well, the only time that they've done it that we know of, she was asleep. Asleep. Um, so, so are we going to get to the big scene? What did you think about, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. What did you think about the argument that she shouldn't be jealous because apparently she's secretly been looking at women this whole time with lust on her mind? Yeah, she hasn't been receiving, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was going to say dick pics. What, what's the female equivalent of a dick pic? A tit pick? I don't know. Tit pick? Yeah. As far as we know, she's not been getting tit picks, right? Yeah. But I do think it calls into question the whole Bumble friendship app thing, possibly. But again, I'm not going to criticize her. She has no interest in this relationship, and it's all bullshit. You know who else doesn't have any interest in this relationship is the jeweler who... Here we go. ...is an oily... Man. I never thought I'd feel bad for one of those guys. I know. It was like the worst sequel to Uncut Gems I have ever seen in my life. Man, I this is <laughs> The Safties could not have written a more tense, unpleasant scene <laughs> <laughs> than that. Well, you know I salivated over Adam Sandler in that movie, but yeah. that's my own trauma. Right. That I need to look You like at. a paunchy middle-aged Jew. What are you going to do? <laughs> I know, What right? are you going to do? Um, um, yeah. Anyway, Nob says the, the words that every bride-to-be wants to hear. Yeah. I need you to show me your cheapest rings. Yeah. This whore needs a ring. <laughs> It's, oh, again, it's so unbearable. I can't believe it's not scripted in some way. And I can't believe that she comes back from it with her stupid, inane, fucking fluffy grin at the end. Oh, it's pretty now. I'm so happy. I love you. Because no human being, no human being can be put through that and come out at the end of that scene in a good place. But Robin, what you don't understand yet is yeah. that they're in love and this one time he took her to an airbnb where they filmed bang bus so it's okay i think i made that joke last time yeah now i'm thinking of the fundy band bus Ugh. patreon after dark come on we can do this Gross. um yeah like it was so intense everything he said like it was like a minute of like diatribe against her like him broing it up with this fucking oily sales who guy. in fairness to him was just confused by the whole thing i yeah. think he was like oh my god look i guess i'm making 200 dollars today so let's do this you know Ugh, what a nightmare <laughs> this one's made of um cabbage just Get it out of a gumball machine or something if you care that little about it. Yeah, use a ring pull from a vintage Coke can. That's more romantic, right? I 
dread to think what his idea of romance is. <laughs> Fucking gas station flowers. At best. Ugh. A little dance. That's his idea of romance, was that fucking dance. That was not a dance. Right? That dance was the equivalent of this ring. This is It was a cabbage dance and a cabbage ring. What is the worst thing to have a wedding ring made out of? Because they went past all the metals, right? I think they just moved on to, like, the sort of, like polystyrene didn't they by the end of it or like the sort of foam that you get in packaging from chinese goods no i think i think the worst thing is like when i was little i got uh it it was kind of like a metal fitting off of a pipe because my (laughs) okay my parents house was being built the ratchet ones yeah and i put it on my finger and it got stuck And it had to be cut off by a jeweler with, like, special scissors because I could not get this thing off. And, of course, it had turned my skin green. Of course it had. Um, so, yeah, something like that. But, look, nothing... If you, if it had had a rubber bulb on the end of it that you fill with water to squirt someone in the eye, that would have been a better room. It... <sighs> I I just want to move on before I get it. There's nowhere to go. I, I, yeah, horrible, horrible. But cruelty on both sides for entertainment. Not interested. Not and, what I'm here for. And I used to have some sympathy for her because she's so young. That sympathy is waning pretty fast because it, this is just... It's just feeling so inauthentic and so... What this is, I've been waiting all season for the mum to turn up and give it the full fucking dragon, right? She'll show up. I know, but they're stretching it out. What this is like, this is like watching Jaws, where like endless teens are having their legs bit off, but Roy Scheider's got no intention of getting in a boat and doing anything about it, right? So every week we're just watching more and more mutilation with no sense that anyone's going to do anything about this fucking shark. And I'm not sure that's a good movie. And neither of them... It's torture porn. (laughs) That's what this is, 90-day torture porn. What What I think is the critical difference here between couples who fight with each other that are fun to watch jasmine and gino jasmine and gino Mm -hmm. right among them Mm -hmm. jasmine and gino actually love each other exactly and i i mean that's just one thing but also nobody else takes themselves this fucking seriously well except these two have this is like two oh my god right yeah there have been there have been people like this who clearly don't have have. any real love you know we've seen it before and we've disliked it before Mm -hmm. so um so speaking of gino and jasmine uh she is folding clothes and he asks her what she's doing and she says i'm cooking can't you see (laughs) i mean that is taking veganism to extremes um she is still mad about him going to a strip club and not telling her i'm sorry i'm on her side i'm on her side with the not telling her bit i just wish she hadn't she didn't need to it didn't help her argument to do the uh what were the specifics of what happened you know did they do a blowjob on you you know because that that wasn't the point Uh, like cousin dana says dane Dana. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's really not about that. It's the fact that you kept it a secret. And yeah. if, if, if Jasmine, ha- in her confrontation with Gino, she just focused on that, I would have been 100% on her side. As it was, 90%. Do you think the poop in the toilet that he left for her arrival was really his? Are you suggesting it was a stitch-up? Where does this come from? No, I'm just thinking, you know, she said it makes her question everything. Oh, right. And you said at the time that you wondered whether... If he is such a liar, did he leave that log? Are you saying it was a frogger? Or a logger, as we call them? <laughs> We've had a logger in our house, people. Are you all familiar with froggers? It's um, spelled with a PH. Can you recommend the podcast which covers froggers brilliantly? Yes. Um, it was, I think they did it over the summer. It was Date with Dateline, another fantastic podcast they did an episode on frogging which is basically where somebody lives in your house don't get scared if you're alone um and you know hides in the cupboard under the stairs or whatever and yeah, it comes unbeknownst out to you they living in your house yeah and this is a real thing so frogging is a real thing we think we've got a logger we think because we have a poop frogger we have phantom poos that turn up in our toilet and every one of us can provide compelling reasons why it's not them reasons like i haven't pooed that's a good reason (laughs) (laughs) so like where is it it reminds me a little bit of um at our school i may have told this story we have the phantom bricklayer who this is gross by the way anyone that doesn't like poo stories skip forward a minute um so one (laughs) one day um We'll go into the school lunch hall. It's quite a big school, so, you know, lots and lots of tables. Um, and there was a plate on in every seating position by every chair along these tables, row after row after row of plates. And on each one of these plates was a poo-poo <gasps> left by the phantom bricklayer. <laughs> and the great mystery of the phantom bricklayer is, where did he get all the poo-poos? Like, that's I'm disgusting. not talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. It's also the most Dada art statement I think I've ever encountered in my entire life. Uh, it was full on. It, but like he must have been storing up these poos for months. This is not a oh, um, gross. <laughs> a sheet of the moment crime. This was this was premeditated. <laughs> I also. I used to live in um, in Camden in London, and and along the street where we lived, there would um this guy would um he put I'm sure I've told this he put forks in all the dog tods, which was you know some kind of a statement <laughs> about something. Um, so there you go. There's my disgusting poo story. How did on earth did I get onto that? Ah, Gino's toilet. So look, it's entirely possible <laughs> <laughs> that Gino has a logger. That's all I'm saying. Um, they later go bowling. Jasmine's not impressed. Now, I'm sure everyone's bored of bowling by now, but I swear these are the only places that will let you film. Yeah, it's just having done bowling two weeks in a row within the same bit of the franchise. It's a lot of bowling. I know, but uh, again, letting daylight in on magic, and I, I, I know I've said this before, but to anyone who hasn't been involved in filming, and Robin, you will know this. I if you, When do. you film in a restaurant, 99.9% of the time, you have to turn off the refrigerators. Mm-hmm. You have to turn off 
anything electronic, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, the AC's got to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, whoever is there, it, it's not the real people having lunch there. It's people who have been hired to come in. Yeah, pay to eat super quietly. Yeah, and exactly. Have wah, 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 conversations. Well, even that is piped in after the fact. Yeah. Yes, even with reality TV. So it's to, known as Walla. So to at, pardon? Walla. W-A-L-L-A-H, uh, background noise, ambient background noise for, for scenes. So restaurant Walla will be... Oh, right. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Background chittering. Background chitter. Um, we can dream. So, yeah. Whereas a bowling alley, you kind of want those ambient noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so nothing's really a problem. You're absolutely right. They also just kind of allow it. It's like it's the opposite of casinos. You can't film in casinos. Um, filming in casinos is a nightmare because people don't want to be caught on camera and stuff. But no one really minds being caught on camera in a bowling alley because it's so inane and harmless. Right. So, yeah, finding places to film is like the hardest part of television. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute nightmare. Being a location scout is brutal. And the smaller the town, the worse it is. Yeah, yeah. Because there will, I mean... Not to go off on a tangent, but if you're if you're ever a tourist in London, um, and you're seeing somebody film, a know that it took them forever to get the permits. The permits were canceled the week before. Yep. And then uh, this someone isn't had where to... they originally intended. No one wanted to film in the borough of Lewisham. Okay, they were gunning for <laughs> Kensington and Chelsea. That's what they were trying to do. Um, but usually. They haven't got the permits and they're just hoping they'll get by. Or they're hoping they'll get their next job before this is discovered. There's a lot of permitless. I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to. So I was working on a set once where, and this was a big production. Like this was, this was one of the, I think it's, it wasn't, it's on Netflix now. It wasn't then. So I don't know who the studio was because I wasn't hired by the studio, but I was working on, anyway. Um, and the shoot got pushed back three weeks and this channel, this network is hemorrhaging money and they had permission to film in central London and all of these locations and it had to, it all, the permits got revoked three weeks into, into shooting they had to do reshoots. Mm-hmm. They had to. It is an absolute nightmare, and people will revoke film permits. So, like when you see the crown, just know that the location scouts were in agony trying to get those permits. Yeah. Um, that isn't even the story that I was going <laughs> to talk about permits. I was going to say the next time that you you are a tourist in our fair city and you see something being filmed, um, chances are. The AD or whoever is on the set will say to you, we're filming a chewing gum commercial. Mm -hmm. That is never, or a toothpaste commercial. That's the other one they use. That means it's Tom Cruise. Yep. They're filming a blockbuster. So, you know, hang around, linger a bit, not within view of security. Or a supermarket advert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's a Tesco ad. Yeah. No, it never is. No, no. Um... Anyway, anyway, I am a thousand percent team Jasmine in regards to the shoes and the stench. Um, that guy, I, 
dude, you're on TV, right? The least you could do is try and squirt some of that disinfectant down the shoe. Not just like a cut. This is how Alfie would (laughs) do shoes at a bowling alley. It's like, it's lip service to destentrifying, right? He just sprays like the heels of about 15 shoes in one swipe. And I, I wouldn't put my feet in those shoes. And I don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. It was gross. Yeah, I think if you work in that environment, you go nose blind to it. Yeah. Um, That's how they can serve so much beige food. Because <laughs> oh. you're not going to smell any of it anyway, right? Gino's so happy. I have a feast. (laughs) I have to say, I was really impressed by the way... Now, I'm no great fan of the way that Gino has behaved in the past. Mm. But the way that he was able to actually sit calmly when Jasmine was distressed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And to really listen and hear her out and validate her, that's massive progress. Well, it is. I just wonder if it was only because he had the conversation with Dana. That is the only thing, you know. Yeah, it probably took that. And this is what Jasmine should actually realize. Like, so far, like, Dana is not a poisonous influence at all. Michelle was not a poisonous Mm -mm. influence. These are people who can help her with Gino and Gino's massive flaws, right? They're, they are allies. So instead of her trying to kind of remove them from their lives, she should be embracing this family because they are fundamentally a little bit more decent than Gino is, apart from a few of them who are clearly racist comebacks. I don't think they should stay in Michigan, though. No. I think seeing... Now, that outfit was nuts, but just seeing the transformation... I didn't know they made Borat suits for women. That is... That is Mankinis? New, yeah, that yeah. is new information. Yeah, that outfit was... <laughs> it looked very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And was she wearing that throughout the flight? I assume I so. I assume so. Oof. But, like, those kind of fabrics and presumably no underwear on a plane? Yeah, gross. Um, Not having that. So, do we think this bit of Florida was like Panama? What, Miami? Yeah. Well, I've only been to Miami, which is very nice. I was, I mean, I don't know what part of Miami they were in. I don't think Gina really splashed out on, you know, this this wasn't, what's what's the, uh, the big drive, Ocean, is it Ocean Drive? I, what, I don't know it that Where well. all the expensive hotels and stuff are. Um, this is kind of a suburb of a suburb of Miami. I yeah, think. probably. Like, it was part a hotel and part a multi-story car park. I got the feeling. You know what, though? I would, given the what the weather has been here, it doesn't I matter. would I would do that. Give me a rooftop and a blue sky. Honestly, a couple of, you know, Fords parking up alongside me is not a problem. No. Yeah. Um, it's bittersweet because she, it does remind her of Panama. It reminds her how far away they are in Michigan. And it reminds her of Lil Juanse, who misses her, understandably. So, yeah. And it was nice to see how far Gino's come with his Spanish. Um, I, <laughs> I was very encouraged that after all these years, um he he'd learned so much 
I really think these two are going to make it. Yeah, me too. I really do. Yeah. And I and I think their relationship has changed so much for the better. And I think they are both better people because of this relationship. No, I agree. There and, are so few people that I can say that about. And I think I think they're better people for having been filmed. I agree completely. And yep. I would not usually say that. I usually think going on these shows is a kiss of fucking death. And it turns good people into bad people. <clears throat> Katie and Alejandro. But... Is that okay? You just put It's just your opinion. Well, I'm just saying that... Let's not go any further into that. Yeah, there's just toxicity, which I don't think would have been there had cameras not been there. I don't know. Um, but in the case, like, Gino has had, like, his reflection held up to him by this, and, and it's had positive effect, I think. I agree. Yeah. And so is Jasmine. Um... Sam and Citra. Mm-mm. Sam is at his brother's house. Didn't catch his name. I always think the best thing to do with someone who's had like lifelong addiction problems is to offer them a beer as soon as they arrive at your house. I think that is healthy and wise. It isn't, but uh, look, I don't know. People... Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. That felt very judgy, Robin. Did it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I just think this guy's escaping a lot of things. And I, my heart bleeds for him is all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know if... I don't know if his family or Citra are emotionally or psychologically equipped... No. ...to support him in his sobriety. Correct. Um... His mom doesn't want him to convert to Muslim, by which she means Islam. Yeah. She asks about Christmas, and Sam says there's another holiday called Yom Kippur or something. So he's done some research. So he's done some <laughs> research, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, he's, he's off by about 45 degrees in the Abrahamic <laughs> religion yeah. yom kippur is a jewish holiday but close enough yeah you had a one in three chance um also i think of all of the jewish holidays that you could have as a parallel to that Christmas. is as far away from <laughs> for those of you who don't know yeah. yom kippur is the day of atonement so the in our religion the idea is that you have to ask forgiveness from any from everyone else before you can ask God for forgiveness. So you make amends, you atone, you sing lots of really sad songs in a minor key, and it's all, you know, you <laughs> fast, all the rest. Yeah. I mean... It, it, it's it's a bleak holiday, but it's yeah. necessary. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And, it, you know, it, it's it's quite close to New Year, which is, you know, a, a, a better time, good times. You yeah. Know? Um, and, yeah. It's not really the kind of the celebration, wonderful things are going to happen, holidays are coming, kind of Christmas. No, Coca-Cola wasn't inspired <laughs> by Yom Kippur. I think that would be fucking awesome if some big <laughs> multinational conglomerate, like, co-opted Yom Kippur as their holiday. Like, BP or Shell should do that, like, just to atone for, like, the environmental. Dow Chemical should sponsor Yom Kippur. They're going to change their logo to the shofar. Yeah, that would be really good. Like Halliburton. 
<laughs> some really awful, awful company. I'd like to see it. Um, so Sam is hiding some things because, of course, he is. He got arrested with Suboxone, which is a controlled substance, I gather. I think it's similar to methadone in that it's an opiate uh, for people. Substitute. Yeah. A more controlled, safer, less likely to kill you immediately from an overdose because you bought it, you know, in a back alley. Right. And we had a little chat about this at the time. Um, I don't know a whole lot about criminal law in the U.S., but the U.K. is a common law country, and so is the U.S., and so is Canada. So the I, I imagine Australia is too. So they're not dissimilar in how their laws go. I only learned about diversion programs from a book that I highly recommend if you're into nonfiction and memoirs called The Many Lives of... I think it's called The Many Lives of Mama Love. Um, So my understanding is that they do offer uh, drug diversion programs as an alternative to prison, but Mm -hmm. they are very strict. You have to show up to classes. You have to show up for job training. Yeah. Those kinds of things. There's rules about who you can associate with and where you can stay and all of that stuff. And Sam evidently missed the deadline and okay so i need more information because i don't know what side to come down on here like is he a fuck up and a flake which is fair enough given what he's been through and his you know big stretch big stretch from the bulldog um is it that or was the system rigged because you know i i'm the only person in the world who listens to season three of serial <laughs> um i i know how the justice system is you know works against you here i've seen david simon's tv shows i know this shit you know um he is you know there's a conveyor belt of human meat that is fed to you know corporate ends and he's a victim of that and blah 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 but this missing the deadline i just want a little bit more information about how that came about because it would help me know what I'm dealing with here. I think that I think that it's avoidance, and I think it's part of a pattern of avoidance. I think it's... That's certainly one possibility. I yeah. think you don't... Nobody gets out of addiction without replacing it with other things. And I think having that and the combination of working long hours and doing... But I I don't know, we don't know. You know, this is going to be so difficult. This is going to be such a tough and we don't tough know if relationship. It's true. We don't know. We don't know anything. That's all. We don't know. Um, but I'll say this: he continues to have the benefit of my doubt until I directly see otherwise. I think there's something in this guy which is good. I think there's something in this relationship, and I think that there is genuine love between them. I I feel, I mean, just judging by their chemistry at the airport and how she talks mm. about him and stuff like that. Um, I did read today on Reddit, the unimpeachable uh, source that it is, that Citra's sister is dating Sam's brother. Oh. Or is engaged even. So uh that the uh 
<laughs> dangerous to know looking guy. Yeah. Well, I don't. Maybe it's a a di- maybe brother? it's a different brother. I unclear. Mm. Um, the other thing that caught my attention is that Sam says Citra is a germaphobe neat freak, which is something that messy people say about people who don't want to have to live with roach motels and rats. Yeah. Um, That never goes well in the 90-day universe when people have hygiene differences. No. No. Um, And speaking of hygiene differences... Let's talk about Clayton and Annalie. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So llama technicians aside... That was a hot llama technician. Is it okay for me to say that? Yeah. I just didn't know that that was an industry, which, you know, <laughs> it just surprised me. You know how there are some jobs when you don't expect the people doing that job necessarily to be attractive? No, I, because I don't think that people should be hired based on how attractive <laughs> they are unless they're a model. I Well, you're entirely right. I It, <laughs> it, was, it was the outfit as well. It was, I don't know. Maybe that pacifies the llamas. I couldn't speak to what the llamas make of of that kind of Daisy Dukey. What vibe. are you talking about, Daisy Dukes? She was wearing like full on overalls. She was basically in a jumpsuit. Yeah, but it was it was the openness of the jumpsuit. It it was good. All right, I'm not going to give you a platform to perv on. <laughs> Young women, young llama technicians who are just trying to do their jobs without you salivating all over them. I know, it's disgusting. They get enough of that with the llamas. Drooling and spitting all over them. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I feel terrible. I take it back. I respect her, Claire, whatever your name is, I respect your work as a llama technician. I'm just saying. Anyway... um, all that llama stuff is cute. Um, we are pretty big fans of llamas and their cousins, alpacas, yes, in this household. Huge. We? We, love huge. we love them. We love them. And then Clayton ruins the moment yeah. by saying that the goats attacking him is Ugh. the most action he's got since she arrived. Okay. What we have encountered, and we see this later with the gaming, right? Mm-hmm. What we're encountering here is the nastiness of of like it, it's full on incel aggression. Yeah, 
And I don't think we've ever had that on this show before. We had a... Oh, my goodness. The dogs agree. There was a little bit... Mike was a little bit like that. You remember the little guy who ran across the road going... Yes. He had the same kind of vibe. He was on his computer all the time, although he was working, not playing video games. But the same kind of guy who was with someone who was, you know... I don't want to objectify. I've already done that to llama technicians. I'm retrospectively feeling terrible about that. Um, but, you know, a guy who's punching, right? And he's using that kind of white Western privilege in, I think... in that way. That's what this is. And it's it's real, real ugly. It is ugly. And I think that it's it's very clear to me that somebody... When you meet someone on vacation, basically, or, you know, if they had chemistry before, which they seem to, I'm guessing they've slept together at least once, maybe when he was in para. Yeah. Um, that seems to be what he's saying. Right. I don't blame her because... No, you saw I'm him sorry. in a totally different context. Yeah, but also, who wants to fuck a, like, mom right. in the closet aside? Yeah. Guinea pig smell aside. Yeah. Who, Crazed chihuahuas aside. I mean, to be fair, that wouldn't put most people off. Those chihuahuas are the bomb. Right. But housing situation aside, who wants to fuck a man whose only face-to-face -face interaction with you... Or anyone. Or anyone, really is guilting and demanding that you guilting you and demanding that you have sex with him. It's super He's, gross. And this isn't a judgment about how he does or doesn't socialize. I think No, the same thing applies with Igor. You know, not wanting to fuck Nikki. And again, there's other reasons. But berate humiliating someone for not putting out is not going to accelerate the putting out. And it's also it's never okay. No. But when she talks about being concerned about these aspects of his life, I can I imagine that there are probably some neurodivergent people who are like who can relate to the way that he lives and find socializing in person very difficult. And I'm not saying that that's what he is or what he has. It, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if, it, is if it turned out that way. And 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 I completely understand that. And, and to a degree, I'm sympathetic in that regard. But also, he's not dealing with this in any way. He's not thinking about it. He's not conscious of it. Everyone's just expected to be grateful for what they get from him, which is fuck all. I know. And his mom made him that way. His mom and his did. sister made him that way too. Yeah. Yeah. To think that him, that's why, y'all, that's why he has baby soft hands. Yeah. That like a velveteen, horrible, no, not even velveteen. Like just imagine the softest baby's head you've ever touched, but imagine it's on like a, man's a sort of gropey. <laughs> sweaty yeah. clam cold clammy man's hand it's not hot you don't want those hands on your body no this is you know someone's put the lotion on the skin <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that you know you don't want that person coming on to you that no is not the and point i don't and look the skin suit 
he needs to take an interest in her and her desires and her thoughts and feelings and what she wants, uh, what's important to her and what she wants out of life. She's an outdoorsy kind of gal. And if they're a mismatch there, it doesn't matter how many thoughtful activities he plans for them. What relationships are about the day to day. It's not the every three weeks when you plan a day out. Okay. Yeah. Totally. She's not liking the look of that day to day. And I wouldn't either. No, that day to day is shit. That day to day is. That day to day is what various women have experienced in like India on this show. Do you know what I mean? You just sit around the house. You sit around and doing chores, having to deal with a parent who's kind of hard work. And his look, his, his mother's, mentally ill clearly yeah and you know it's unpleasant and then you get to the end of the day and it's not how are you it's why aren't you fucking me right right and he's been absenting himself all this time playing games it's not like he's even working and look i'm not coming in for like people that play games i get it and stuff but what you want to do is when you have your hobby time you want to make sure the other person has their hobby time i'll tell you what isn't a hobby Mm. Cleaning out boats. Cleaning out other people's boats. No, but that was a power move. That was a little bit like, and I've got to get it right, who was the guy that took the guy onto the bridge? Oh, the oh, sure. The guy who... Oh, that that was Darcy's dad with... um, Georgie? Darcy and Stacey's dad with Georgie. Do you remember? When he took uh, took Georgie onto the bridge and had that confrontation, which was a kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. It was very Pine Barrens. It's like, many men have not come back from this bridge, you know? Um, it was a bit like that. It's like, you are beneath me, boy. You are going to clean my boat. Um, now that I say boy in that way, I am aware of yeah. slightly worrying interpretations of that scene as well. And I suspect that Nick was also aware of them. I think he was too. I don't... And I think his laughter was a nervous laughter that's a cultural thing. It isn't, he's not mocking. I I'm agree not completely. I don't Confrontation think is a real challenge yeah. to some cultures. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's, I, I hated that whole scene. I didn't think, I didn't think it was necessary to happen in that way. I, uh, again, it, I, I always feel that this kind of dadding that you see on tv and i'm sure happens in real life this kind of uh we're gonna have a man-to-man talk you're gonna audition to be with my daughter kind of i expect you to take care of her Th- these kind of conversations you see them in movies and tv all the time and i'm sure it happens in real life but that kind of dadding is the sort of dadding you do when you haven't done actual dadding Right? It's just, it's showing up and doing the obvious stuff, the, this kind of machismo stuff, because you haven't really put the hours in as a proper parent, I always think. I I will, you know, I don't have a daughter. Should I ever have a daughter and she brings a boy or a girl home, they're not going to be grilled like that. That is not going to be my style at all. I think you do that to compensate for not being a good parent. I'm just saying. I mean, I would absolutely do that, but not in that way. <laughs> yeah, okay. But that's sort of my role, you know? Yeah. Like, that's who I am. But not to compensate for being a bad parent. I'm just, I'm 
discerning and no one else has the energy or the discipline to be in this house. So <laughs> anyway, I, I don't think it's ever called for to be kind of that aggressive and no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I would never treat anybody like that. And no, I think, you know, this it's is the person, whether it's a good match or not at that time, your child thinks at least that they love this person. You want to actually get to know them for who they are if you start off like this they're only ever going to show you one side of them right they're going to kiss your ass at best right or they're going to fight back against it but you're not going to see the real them so you're never going to find out if this person is good for your child by acting like that you're avoiding the kind of discovery you're claiming to be seeking yeah i agree i think you have to put people at ease to get them to show you who they are yeah Totally. Like, there's no way in the world that your dad wasn't looking out for you, right? Mm -hmm. He was never once rude or aggressive to me. Mm -mm. From day one, he embraced me. Like, even when he didn't know me, he took, he trusted you and wanted me to be the person you thought I was Mm -hmm. and allowed me to show him that I am that person, right? And so we got to know each other that way. If he'd come at me in that kind of, you know. He never would. He wouldn't do that. No, that faux-dadding way. Mm -mm. We would never have got to know each other. So, So the highlight of the episode or the low light of the episode, again, it's, look, it's not for me to diagnose, but. Devin might be family. Yeah, Devin might be family. Devin might be, you know, um, at least struggling with some sensory processing sensitivities here. Um, she, now she has ordered a custom Hanbok Korean wedding garment, but she doesn't like the gold. Doesn't like the gold. Even though the gold, in my opinion, looks very nice. Actually worked really well with her eyes, her skin tone, her hair color, with the rest of the outfit. And not very much gold. It was cool. I liked it. She didn't like it. But that's okay. She's allowed not to like it. Yeah. Uh, well, you say that, but her mom has an interesting way of... Now, look, every parent has their own way of managing their child and obviously this worked for them and um i don't have a right to judge but i do have a podcast on (laughs) during which i judge people so i don't know if this is the best way to handle someone having a meltdown shame and guilt generally do not dilute meltdowns no but that meltdown was going to happen before they even got there because she didn't want to go to this and for for all of my nd bays out there who um deal with pathological demand avoidance pda the not fun kind (laughs) you know what i mean you cannot force someone to do something nope. if they don't want to do it. So that melt, that that. And was I'm just, surprised that her mum didn't know this. I know. By now, I know. Like, right? I, I've learned ways of handling <laughs> handling such a bad word. It's not about handling, but yeah, you. I I read the signs. I know there are good times to ask things, bad times to ask things. I know that sometimes, what might from other people seem like a first answer and they can be taught round to seeing things differently for you is a final answer and i've learned all that in just a few years <laughs> i I would have thought 
that um that Devin's mum would have been able to read her room. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, a little bit funny though. Well, the meltdown. The just just the contrast between the <laughs> between the shop girl who was like, um, um I think she's kinda crying. Maybe, maybe I, I think she might be like smashing be up upset. the light fixtures. Uh, yeah. And poor she, she's burst out of that dress and turned <laughs> poor green. Poor Devin is uh, fully hulking out. Yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, been there. All right. I have been there. <laughs> No, it's more like, Mama, I hate it. Yeah. It's, yes. Yeah. God, been there. I felt for her. I continue to like them both very much. I like them too. I wish them the best. Now. But she looked lovely in that dress. She looked fine in everything. She's, she's, she's a nice girl. Now I've got one question for you. Oh, can we, this couple, <laughs> drop in the garbage? Uh, what, the next one? Yes. The one we haven't done yet? Yeah. Yeah, why, again, zombie couple, not learning. <laughs> uh, I, at this point, you remember the show Wife Swap? Oh, I loved Wife Swap. I loved Wife Swap. Yeah. I think at this point in a season... Bacon is good for me. <laughs> At this point in a season, I think it is entirely reasonable for the producers to go, these relationships are unwatchable at this point. Let's just swap it around. Yeah, I hate this. Right? I I would be happy at this stage to see Igor and Sophie. I think that could work. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah? And, And I would be happy at this point to have someone with the I don't give a fuck... I'll stand up to you and be a, an asshole to you if you're being an asshole to me. Of Rob with Nikki, I think could actually make, make at least good television. Um, so that's my advice for the producers. Just I don't shuffle the pack. I don't know if she would go for that apartment though, or doing everything on the cheap. But, no. but um, give me that at least. If these people have to stay on my screen, shuffle the pack. And on that note. Thank you all so much. We are going to very quickly have a little chit-chat about Sister Wives, are we not? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. because we ain't doing that because the Fundy Bus is on strike. It's a nightmare. Um, we try to bring scabs in uh, to the bus depot. Um, we've we've got, you know, the, the National Guard are there. They're threatening to shoot uh, the Fundy Bus drivers and everything. But, you know, these people have families. So, you know, we've asked them to stand down. This is a Gilded Age reference. You'll watch the Gilded Age. Um, <laughs> you need to watch the Gilded Age. Um, but while the Fundy Bus is on strike, um, this is essentially the scab uh, process that we're going through, right? We're still covering Sister Wives. Yeah. We're just bringing in other people, which is the same people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, see ya if you don't watch Sister Wives. And if you do... Um, you know, grab yourself a snack, hit pause, do what you need to do. Grab yourself one of Mary's giant pots of pasta. Um, no, gra- those were Robin's. Well, we've been watching season two. We've been dipping back. You remember when Mary, when Robin came along to tell her about the pregnancy and Mary had made enough pasta. Like Mary, had- I'm not going to argue with you about this. That that was a different scene and Robin had made that pasta. It was at Mary's house and I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely Mary. We saw her cooking. Uh, or Janelle. Janelle with her ginormous tray bags, right? 
Grab yourself one of those. Yeah. Grab yourself some Mexican food from... All right, all right, all right. All right. Can we talk about the show? Yes. And stop vamping. Just a little bit. Can you all tell that my blood sugar is dropping and I'm getting hungry and I want my dinner? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'll try not to. I will try not to devin out on you all. Um, that light fixture is pretty high. I reckon it's okay. So I don't understand. I I'm open to hearing why people don't like Sakanya. Right. Because I think she's doing a terrific job. There are not many people in tell-alls or one-on-ones or reunions um, where we hit pause, shout at the TV for a minute, which is how we watch TV, mm-hmm. right? We do have a strict pause before opining policy in this house. It is not always adhered to. Um, but then I get grumpy and everyone goes, oh, God, yeah, we did agree to that. And I always win. Um but usually we will pause, we will say, ask this, ask this, fucking just ask this question. This is what you, and then she does, right? So Kanye does that. She does what I want her to do. I have no beef with her at all. I think she's good. I do too. And While I having think, to manage some really difficult people. I think she shows an emotional intelligence and an insight. And I think she's, what you have to consider is that, if you're somebody, the qualities that you want in a host is in a TV host of any kind or interviewer of any kind is strength and warmth. Right. And all of the greats have that combination of strength and warmth. There's, so, except for Mary, maybe Larry King right. didn't have the warmth. I was going to say, or in this country, Jeremy Paxman. You can't get away without the warmth. Yeah. You can. There are Well, not if you're a woman because misogyny and all that. Right. But she has to put these people at ease. She does. Before they will open up to her because otherwise they will shut down. She's working for three people or three groups of people. She is working for the audience. She is working for the producers and the show and the network. And she's working for the Browns. Yep. And she's got to keep all of those happy, right? So if you're coming at her for not keeping one bit of that triangle happy, understand that she is mollifying, pacifying, catering for the other two sides so that your side, the audience side, can get what it wants a little bit later down the line, right? It's a bit of a tap dance that she has to do. But in any given moment, no, she's not going to give everything to everyone. Who do you think made the least sense in this particular episode? We're talking about part three of the reunion. Mary. Yeah, same. Mary's a fucking joke. <laughs> Mary's Mary's been exposed. She was exposed last week, was it? When the, the Christine melting the ring. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. Mary has tried to have this narrative that no one ever told her. Cody wasn't that into her, right? (laughs) And then it comes out that Cody did exactly that around the time that he was courting Rabine. He melted down Mary's ring and said, I don't want you to have a hold over me. That is, I don't want you to have a claim on me. Yeah. That, what more do you need? That is him saying clear as fucking day. 
all right? And Cody is weirdly not a man that goes seeking confrontation. Like, Cody will abide. He said this himself many times. He will, you know, go along to get along. He will abide. He will pay lip service. He will perform the functions, all of that stuff. But he told you, Mary, you cannot say he never did. And that's why she was so furious that Christine had ruined her PR blitz of being the wronged woman. You're not a wronged woman. You were cucked. You knew you were being cucked. You're embarrassed now that the whole world has seen that you were cucked. It's that simple. I don't even think that... Well, yeah, she was cucked, I guess. If I understand your use of that term correctly. But that but I'm uh, saying that's how she now feels. But she no, you're right. She wasn't because he told her that he's not into her, right? Well, it's... It isn't just that. It's, look, everybody gets to define within their own relationship. And it's helpful if you have a common understanding of what cheating is or what an affair is. Mm. And I think she has said previously time and again, like, oh, I never met this person. I never slept with this person. I never blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you, th- this we is all what Rob know. the Knob says. It's, it's out there. Isn't it? It's what yeah. Rob the Knob says. But it's out. It's out there, Mary. You can't deny what's already out there. A banana did not fillet itself. No, and you can't keep. You can't keep moving the goalpost, right? First, it was well. He should have been honest with me about how he was feeling, uh, and not just said it on television. Oh, okay. But he he was he had he was and he did. Yeah, but he didn't. We all say remember it the to, rice crispy treat scene where he said it pretty fucking clearly then you know how many times do you need to be told (laughs) well apparently it has to be you know at at this stage it's like well he didn't he didn't actually say the words yes he did well he didn't say it to me yes he did well he said it on camera so that doesn't count (laughs) okay he he said it to you privately well uh that doesn't matter because he didn't say it in front of Robine. Well, now he said it in front of Robine. Yeah. Well, I need a notarized letter. Yeah. This needs to be signed in triplicate and filed down the back of a filing cabinet where there's a panther guarding it. And it has to happen on a Tuesday in Madagascar. It's like, what conditions? Yeah, otherwise I can't. I'm sorry. I can't recognize it. I'm so sorry. You haven't filed this document in an appropriate way. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what more you need. A forehead tattoo? This is red tape gone mad with Mary, right? Mad. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's so fucking I'm watching her try and reclaim the past and repaint it in this way. It's just bullshit. And she did have an affair and she did cheat on him in every way that Cody, who defined loyalty is the only thing that matters to him. Now, I'm not saying that's good or bad, but you know that to be the case with Cody, right? You know that having an online relationship with someone who you planned to run off with, Right? As far as we know, but we don't know if these texts are real or fake. (sighs) You know that Cody is just going to... You are dead to him after that. I also... This is going to be very controversial, okay? I accept that Cody is a narcissist. I accept that he is the bad actor in many, if not all, of the fights that he's been involved in. 
And I'm going to get flack from people who don't take astrology seriously, but Cody is an, is an archetypical Capricorn in that he identifies so strongly with the image that he, uh, the image of himself that he puts out into the world. There's no difference to him between the public image and the private image. Cody is also not someone who lies. Now, is his version of the truth correct? No. no. He, like any narcissist, he, he believes his delusions. But that means that you can catch him out in a lie very easily because he's terrible at lying. But he doesn't even try. I know. That's the thing. He doesn't try. That's what makes him great TV. You take Cody at his word. Whereas what Mary has done time and time again is she's heard him say, not into you, never going to happen. And she thinks he's lying. She thinks he secretly loves her. Well, which is insane. He did point something out in it that was interesting, right? The confusion... I don't believe that there is actual confusion here because no. I wouldn't take anything Robin Brown says seriously. I wouldn't even take it with half of a one eighth of a inch of a grain of salt. Okay. That's a big grain of salt. I know. I know. I just. <laughs> it's a giant. That's a big old crystal. All my right, brain's on. getting really sticky. That's okay. Um, I don't believe for a second that Mary was confused between what Robin was saying and what Cody was saying because they were saying two different things, right? And Cody admitted that. I think Mary knew all along that Rabine was not speaking with authority when she was saying all this stuff. Yeah, right. I do too. She knew what Cody thought. She was hearing Rabine say this, but what Mary should have said to Rabine years ago is, okay, that's your fantasy, but it's not the reality. But Mary has happily been sold this fantasy because it's convenient for her. Like she was sold the fantasy by the catfisher, right? That's just who Mary is. Mary wants to live in a dreamland where she can make up a better future for herself. So she was listening to Rabine. Rabine definitely did her dirty by, by leading her on that way. For sure. I think it's unforgivable. I really do. And I don't think that Robine is a trustworthy person. And I... (sighs) But Robine has done that in spite of Cody asking her not to. Is really important. Cody knows that she's been doing it and has said to her, this is cruel, this is stupid. Can you stop selling this woman a dream? Right? And Robine has resisted that. So So next week we get to meet David Woolley. Yeah. Um now you didn't Peter I can't think of a good rhyme for Gabriel. He looks like Peter Gabriel looks now, right? He does a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. What was that mockumentary which was based on Peter Gabriel? It was a few years ago. Do you remember? There's no. a British mockumentary. Oh, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. There was a guy playing a Gabriel kind of character. I'm going to look this up and come back to you all at some point in the future. It's very good. 
That sounds incredible. Why would I not have seen that? I'm going to look it up. It was extraordinarily funny. I All can't right. Anyway, it was, let's it get back to Christine. So you're not, you were unmoved by uh, Christine's retelling of the the courtship with David Woolley. It made me wince. <sighs> look, I loved the first episode of last season, was it? Where, you know, those incredible bottle episodes where Christine and Cody mm -hmm. have it out. And Christine is a fucking queen. I really looked up to her. I thought, you are amazing. I don't particularly like what she's become since then. I have to say the 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 nastiness and the spite and the getting involved in other people's shit, I don't think it's very healthy. But what I see now with Christine is 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 a victim it's a poor girl who was sold a lie i think right at the beginning probably you know she again she should have listened to cody when he told her about the nacho thing <laughs> do, you, do you know what i mean yeah. it's like once again cody has always said this stuff he's like i was never attracted to you but you know she stuck around you know she should have just fucking walked then but what i'm seeing now is a girl that never ever got to have a childhood and never got to have a teenagehood, and never got to have a young adulthood. She never got to have any of those things. She doesn't know how love works. She doesn't know how relationships work. And on the first day of getting on an app, some guy bats his eyes at you, and you're like, I've met my soulmate. If she was a 13-year-old girl, right, her parents would go, this is adorable, we'll let it play out, right? This is like a first love. This is a crush because she's never had it. It's just every alarm bell went off when she was telling this story. Like, sleep around for a bit, girl. Come on. Look at some of the options. The first guy that came along. Ugh. I don't. Maybe it is a beautiful fairy tale. But. Look, Christine is a Disney sexual. We yeah. know this. Yeah. Christine's idea of romantic love is highly influenced by unrealistic ideals, okay? I accept that. But I felt all those things about you the first time I met you. But and you I, had had relationships. I was not the first guy who ever said something nice to you. But Because look at the first guy who ever said anything nice to you, right? <laughs> Okay. But you could have been, you know, like that's, I, know. I don't know when I would have, I know, you know, like I don't think Look, you choose. You're right. What do you do if your perfect person comes along first? It's a good subject for a movie or something. It really is, right? What do you do? Because the whole world is telling you, you don't have enough experience to discern. And she doesn't. Christine doesn't have enough experience to discern. But. What if he is all of those things? That's the thing. We don't know. I and just, I also think that I think Christine is somebody who needs to be in a relationship in order to feel fulfilled. It's true. And she can't half be in a relationship either. So she has to be all in. I'm just saying she's going to get hurt again. I'm sure of it. God, you're so grumpy no. i mean not grumpy but it's like so bleak yeah it is bleak. can we at least just agree that janelle is our favorite janelle's massively my favorite janelle's looking good she's talking good 
I suspect she's working, which is always good for Janelle, you know? Um, yeah, she's got her shit together. Like when Mary's like, she's I will be heard, I'm a single woman, all this stuff. You don't believe any of it, right? No, it's so hollow and fake. You know? That's the problem. Mary's trying to reposition herself as like a, 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 an Elizabeth Gilbert or like a, a Brene Brown or like some kind of motivational Mel Robbins, like some kind of motivational Captain Sandy guru. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, there's real inspirational people of our age. But she has none of the credentials and none of the life experience nope. to back it up. She just doesn't. She, Mary's life experience is she failed and removed herself from the picture so no one would call her on her failure. And that is not a lot of experience. Wow. Soz. But a lot of love for Janelle. Some love for Christine, but I think this is awful for her. Rabine, I I really enjoy it when she starts talking about how she's got problems with Cody. That thrills me. But then Cody, oh man, the show's got to keep going because, and again, some of y'all will really hate this. I'm terribly fond of Cody. I, I'm terribly fond of him. And I want him to be on my TV forever. Even though he's horrible. I just, uh, yeah. Do I agree <laughs> with with his views or beliefs? Absolutely not. Um, I think he's loathsome. Yeah. I think he's totally self-absorbed. I think the way that he treats and speaks about his children is mm -hmm, disgraceful. Mm -hmm. I think the way he speaks about his wives slash ex-wives is appalling. But I want that Michael Scott factor of yeah. he can't help himself and just says whatever comes into his head. And the one redeeming quality I think Cody has, which gives him the Michael Scott factor, is great um analog actually um is that but, he's desperate to be loved yes and that he also hates himself so what i thought originally when i first encountered cody is this is a man who believes his own shit and that shit doesn't smell right but actually you see it here like when cody says i was in a dark place i was an asshole i caused all the shit yeah this isn't you know how some men say this stuff like these faux apologies so that no one will cross-examine them any further? Nah, I truly believe that Cody has spent many long dark nights of, of the soul looking at himself in the mirror and going, you piece of shit. He's so, Kendall Roy. He's Kendall Roy. He's a Capricorn king. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this little footsie wootsie. I know, they're babies. Right, we're all going to have ourselves some food. We love you all. Thank you for sticking around and being scabs with us. Um, you know, screw the unions, right? Um, no, don't. We love unions. Uh, thank you so much. We will be back very soon. Lots of good fun stuff coming up. Stay around for that collab. Join the Patreon for all the holiday fun. Patreon.com slash blighty day. 
See you soon. See ya soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.